0: telling you we're going to do a compilation of these things
1: we got to start if- off with that music <laughs> like that sinister music like anyways guys <laughs> if you're listening we're, we're, on we're, radio <laughs> yeah, you watch the podcast <laughs> just get on youtube you'll see it all right guys uh welcome back to self-evident podcast you got Massey, you got mike nope we are we are we are uh we are we are we are we are because we are we are we are we're that. POD song Truth of You know Youth of the Nation am, Youth of the Nation the of the Yeah, what are you doing? I don't know. What the heck? What were you we doing go. for the last hour? I don't Jeez. Know. We did not good this night. Our not producer's even, fault. I'm not even in the middle. What the our producer's what in fault. the world. Anyways, guys, so if you have not <laughs> subscribed yet, go to these the up man, this is crazy. self evident truth.com. Guys, again, this is a pre-recorded show. So if you guys can go ahead and share this, comment where you're from, give us a thumbs up, all that stuff. We're trying to put out new content. So we have our podcasts on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So we're doing a whole plethora of things uh, uh, for you in content. So we're, we're going to keep bringing out content. We actually have a new show on Wednesdays. It's the Conspiracy the, Vault. The Conspiracy Vault. So we're going through cons- different conspiracies, uh, different things we probably all have questions about. Uh, last week, we did the, uh, uh, did we land on the moon? Just because I wanted to know. <laughs> Not because I'm serious about this, because I want to know. So we pull out some facts and different things and things people have said and basically called NASA liars. Yeah. And, uh, so I <laughs> think Bob's still on the moon. Bob is there. And if you don't know who Bob is, check out that check last out podcast. That's right. We we Bob. break the story of Bob. Bob. The Bob is the unsung hero in this whole really story. Is. Bob is the unsung hero. So, guys, again, these self-evident We're on BitChute, Rumble, uh, YouTube, everything. Subscribe, get on SoundCloud. That's a huge platform. What are we on? 27- 27. No, we're on 27 countries now, yeah, 27, 28. So, something like so that. It, the message, and they're constant listeners. They're not just you know, fly-by-nighters, so no. that's really cool. And today, we're going to talk about the truth about race. Um, is racism still existent? Yes. We can all agree with that. That's not, a, that's not even the question. Is it just to say that racism takes more place over lying? No. Government lies all the time. And we're not as crazy as we are about racism. I'm Hispanic. I've experienced racism. It exists. It's called hatred. It's called sin in man, Uh, all that stuff. But when Colorado can pass a bill that says you can abort your baby seven days after it's birth, and here we are talking about that the most important issue in this nation is race, I'm sorry, I don't agree. They're all important because of the sinful acts. They're all important issues to tackle, but I don't think one has precedence over the other. So let's talk about slavery. Let's talk about all these things. And Mike, why don't you yeah, go ahead and and, just... and to segue on that?
0: Um, when we decide that race is the the ultimate issue, race is the most important thing, what we're really doing for ourselves is we're we're ignoring the facts. And so one of the things that we're gonna be doing in this whole this whole podcast for this hour is we're gonna go through the facts of okay. Was was racism and and slavery the the two factors that determine where the black community is today? Ooh, that's and, a great question. And even the black community admits they're in dire straits because these these black leadership, the the white allies, and all of them say, "Well, it's slavery, slavery and racism." You know what? They're admitting the problem. Yep. So don't come at us and say you guys are racist for saying there's problems in the black community you admit it through your own action
1: yeah and they do through omission too and then they admit it through their confusion yeah that the government created fatherless that could be true but the fact is you still have fatherless communities right okay how do you rectify that this is what we're saying church black white hispanic whatever we shouldn't even have a color when we're talking to christians this is not even about that right But people in the church, we should be the ones preaching against this, that if government is doing it, it was John Adams that said that the pulpits need to preach the issues of the day. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if the issue is this whole narrative of fatherless homes, which to me is a greater sin, you know what I mean? Why aren't we talking about that? And if government is actually doing that, if it's government, why aren't we preaching about that? You know what I mean? To to, to go after these issues.
0: And one of the biggest things that uh, especially the left progressives point to saying this: this was great for the black community is Civil Rights Act, uh, the the expanded welfare state, all of that.
1: Uh, that's going to be kind of the focus of this whole. You know, it's funny. Listen to that: that uh, the, the the welfare was great for the blacks, right? That's really what they say. It was great they, for the African really is It was. It was. So you're so saying, needed. yeah, you're saying that they can't do for themselves; that government needs to be there. Oh my gosh, guys, that's what drives me nuts. Buckle up and And that's one of the things that we
0: said, look, um, what frustrates us the most is that the black community has so much potential it's the progressive policies that have been put in place that have devastated the black community. One of the most devastating and this is our our lead into this whole thing was lyndon b johnson's great society program, yep. and we're going to cover LBJ because you got to understand the source of the policy, the source of the issue.
1: A lot of crap happened during LBJ's time. I mean, others Dude. too, but LBJ was Dude. a just evil. a weird. Yeah, yeah. Look <laughs> at his, just look at his. You know, look at his face. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It just says. Just look at his face.
0: <laughs> well, and I, I think it's important to know the man. I mean, if we're going to point to these these progressive policies as being exactly what we need, yeah. we I'd like to know the source and understand the the motive behind the source. Sure. Uh, because that tells you a little bit about whether you know, the, the programs were well thought out and doing what they need to do
1: or if they're constitutional.
0: Right. Well, and that's, that's the question of the ages, right? Right. Which I think people would know how both of us feel if, about and, that.
1: And, and if, and if do you think the founders didn't know what they were doing, that if government was going to provide for the people, it wouldn't make them paupers and servants. Then that's not what they wanted. They wanted free liberated men to rule their own houses the way they should. You so, know what I mean? Correct me if I'm wrong. um,
0: Wasn't it Davy Crockett where the yes they were going to? I'm glad you brought that up. They were they were
1: going to pass pass
0: uh, a a law or something, or or pass a a donation to a woman, right? Yeah,
1: from the treasury. From the treasury. Yeah, Yeah. and and I'd have to do more story story digging, but I've I've heard the story many times, and forgive me. I wish I'd have brought it here. Uh, But what ended up happening was Davy Crockett was the one who basically was like, no. We don't no, do we this. don't do that. So he passed his hat around to get the donations for the lady, yeah. not to pass a bill for 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 the for the welfare side. And that's how it should always be.
0: That's sh- that that's how it should always Jeez, be, Jeez, dude. Is out of your voluntary kindness, not out of the force of getting other people to make your payments for you, right? So LBJ he was not a good man. Um I'm going to say <laughs> that. This is really all I have to well, say. Break it to him slowly, yeah. would you? Uh and in case you think I'm being biased, I want you to know the two sources that I used for for going through LBJ's uh some of the examples of him MSNBC and salon.com.
1: If you have not and we're not encouraging you to go to salon.com, but it's pretty nasty.
0: Yeah, it's it's
1: it's disgusting. It really is. It they're is.
0: they're the ones who defended a pedophile.
1: So. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so we're using them, right? It's like using wickedness. To show wickedness. To, to, well, to show wickedness and justify <laughs> righteousness. It's crazy. And,
0: and so you can't say, well, you guys are taking conservative. No, these are very progressive sources that are even talking about who LBJ was. So just a couple of examples. In discussing the tension-filled, short, and brutal relationship between LBJ and MLK, Salon reports from Andrew Young, who worked with King. There were ugly scenes in the Oval Office late in the war ruined Johnson administration when the president, in one of his Texas sized towering rages, referred to King as a GD word preacher. I could say one word. Why out didn't of that you one. say
1: all that? <laughs> it's <laughs> written. Because I don't want to get shot. <laughs> it's because he's white, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right, Massey, can you read that <laughs> quote for me? <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> oh man. Uh
1: it's literally written out almost fully. And it's like, yeah. I I didn't know if you were gonna say it. I was like, oh I'm yeah. waiting, I'm waiting, yeah, yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I got guts, but not that much. So Johnson said that. A GD N-Word preacher. He called him that. Yeah. Yeah. The Democrat. The, the, the Democrat who
0: is fighting for the rights of minorities.
1: <laughs> who... Magically signed in the Civil Rights Act. Magically. Hmm. So when Dr. King
0: delivered his speech at New York's Riverside Church about LBJ's Vietnam misadventure, they officially became bitter enemies. By that point, Johnson wouldn't even talk to him and often referred to him in the most vulgar and derisive language imaginable, as referenced in the previous paragraphs. Right? Uh, King, everybody saw King as having pure motives, right? Noble. Yeah, yeah, not perfect, but not perfect, sure, noble, but but he, clear conscience in what sure. he was doing. Sure, LBJ everybody Agreed. saw as, as motivated, derived merely from his desire to create a contrived presidential legacy. So he would talk about how the legacies of Washington, the legacies of Lincoln, and and Franklin Delano Roosevelt, which I don't, yeah, FDR's got his own to me, yeah, FDR's um, got his own mess. And that was LBJ's driving force. That was exactly what he wanted, was to be one of those legacy presidents. And it wasn't just, so I'm going to do the best or do the right. It was, how can I manipulate and engineer things to make me look like the best possible? That's your civil rights it act. That is. is. And he went as far as to stonewall Kennedy's attempt civil rights acts he had all of his buddies in congress stonewall the thing so kennedy couldn't get it through so that when he became president then he could do the 180 turn around and pass the civil rights acts so you're telling me this is good like like this is this and granted progressives tend to see it by means or ends justify the means right what that was i was like (laughs) like, what was that it was my hand i'm sorry but i i really i really get concerned about when somebody's putting forth a policy or or a a directive but their heart's not right about it
1: yeah but that proves the the power of man this is (laughs) uh this gets it kind of becomes rhetorical for us to say Do you see the importance of the Constitution? Putting it in the hands of one man, which was never intended to happen, right? Mm. Granted, the Civil Rights Act passed through Congress, whatever, right? But then one man claims the victory, not the people, not the Congress, not all that stuff, right? It's one man. And that's what happens when we put one dude on a pedestal, right? Washington was a great man, not because he was a good president, but because his character was that of a good man. Mm. Adams, good man. His character. Was he perfect? No, wasn't. He had his flaws as president, too. Right. Washington said, was said to have uh, uh, Hamilton had his ear. You know what I mean? Hamilton was a warmonger. So it's like they all kind of had their flaws. Right. But the conduct and the character of the man is what made them the men. It wasn't them being president that made them good and noble yeah. and righteous. And the people were the ones that got the victory when it when government ran well. Within its bounds, it was the people that were free and liberated. So, what happens when we put man, one man on a pedestal? And I'm, I'm glad you point that out because if you compare Washington to
0: LBJ, because everybody will say, Well, Washington was flawed, he owned slaves.
1: Let's yes. get into that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: However, nobody questions Washington's heart, nobody questions his character, his morality. It just doesn't happen unless you point to, well, he owns slaves, so therefore he's an evil, wicked man. The difference between him and LBJ is there is a, a litany,
1: a massive body of evidence that he was he was not a good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to it's hard to argue culture. You know, when yeah. Washington had slaves. That was the culture of the time, not justifying it, but that's just what it was, yeah. right? And then nobody knows, but w- in Virginia, he had freed them when his I think it was his first wife died or something like that. He had to inherit them, and then yeah. he ended up freeing them. So like, there's all these things that happened too that we don't ever hear about, right? He was just a slave owner, guys. That was culture of the time. That's just everybody. What nation didn't have slavery? Right. That's just what it was. Nobody's saying it was okay, but that's called national sin. Look at okay. Let's turn around. You who are saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they're justifying Washington. Tell us some national sins that you think are national sins right now, especially you in the world. Don't aren't you guys the ones saying right now that, oh, my gosh, the LGBTQ community is the one under terrorism. They're not treated equally and fairly. That's a national stain. Right. You may believe that. I don't I don't treat mistreat gay people, but you all think it's that big, big of a deal. That we got to push it on little kids. I think that's a national sin that you're trying to use school systems to push gay agendas on kids and transgenderism. I think that's I think a national sin is abortion. When New York can pass bills the way that they do and aborting babies after they're born, Colorado, right? These kinds of things. California. I mean, that's wickedness to me. Right. Wickedness is uh, here's another national wickedness that the federal government has become as big as it is. That is a national stain. That's a national sin. And we're turning back and looking at them and saying, we're more righteous than them. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> you have no right to speak against them. When you, you yourself know, you yourself know that within you dwelleth no good thing, the Bible says. You have no right to, except Christ. And if you do have Christ, you know what you have? It's something called compassion. Dude, I was not there. I don't understand what it was like back in those days. I can't just call out the wicked, but praise the righteous. That's what we got to do, you know? And speaking of
0: the, what I would
1: call wicked, uh,
0: furthermore, Caro was told by a former aide to Johnson that there was never anything altruistic about Johnson's motives and that he had no real empathy for any of the causes he espoused. Certainly not the civil rights of minorities whom he disparaged and ridiculed. Uh, there's even conversations of how he treated his driver. Um, he wouldn't call him, uh, any human names. He called him, Disparaging racist names. God. Yeah, it's it... so. Oh. I, I I wanted to cover LBJ first, just for you to get a, a little glimpse of who this guy was, right? Because this is our history lesson for the week. Did you? You got to understand this. Stuff. Did you read that line where he said, I'll
1: keep them voting 200 no, years? No, I didn't. You got to read it. You read it. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> smart man. <laughs> so, um, one of the many statements uh, that, the, that demonstrate the Demonstrate his personality Or demonstrate who he was I just want you to hear this uh, And this was This is actually recorded And uh, explaining why Civil rights bill had, to be, had become so important for him Here's what he said about it I'll have them N-words Voting Democratic For 200 years When this is passed they'll, they'll love me so much They'll be voting Democrat For the next 200 years He was right Was he right or wrong? Now You know what's really cool That the media isn't showing you? Hispanics, Blacks, Whites, are now turning to the side of righteousness in the Constitution. Yeah. They're coming out in droves now, guys. Churches are standing up. I can't remember where it was. We just shared it on The Self-Evident Truth. Pastors, 50 pastors ran for local office. Yeah, we just shared a big article about that. Um, if you guys not, have uh, not, not gone on there, go to Self-Evident Ministries' uh, Facebook page, Instagram page. We're all, we're all over the place, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll show you real fast so, so you don't think I'm lying to you. I know we got to go, but just, just no, give me, you're a, sec. good. You're good. Just give me a second. You're good. I I'm just curious where we are at. So, so I want, I want you guys to see this. It's, it's a few posts down. Um, they're doing okay. 50 pastors run for local office in North Carolina to restore righteousness. 50 pastors run for local office in North Carolina. Fifty pastors, fifty. Whether they all win or not does not matter. You it means that 50, fifty stinking pastors in North Carolina saying they they want to restore righteousness in the public square. Fifty pat. Listen to that, I just. Guys, if you don't think wickedness can be absolved, if you don't think that, I hate this website. It's got all these pop ups, and now just went to another thing. Um, it says. Uh, just real fast, they want to restore righteousness in the public square. It says our goal is really 20 pastors in 2022 running for local office, but 50 of them stood up and said we want 22 of them to really win, but 50 of them did it. 50. What if Martin County did that? Right. 50 ministers of the gospel saying we're going to go run for public office. Looks like the hot button's on me right now as a pastor. You as a pastor, right? No. 50. Listen, just, dude, can you grasp this? 50 leaders of, 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 of churches said we're gonna stand up and go run for local office. We're gonna run for public office. And and you guys need to shout that from the rooftop. Golly. Because
0: pastors and other churches have to hear about this and say, oh, why aren't we doing this? Right? It starts somewhere and those fires grow. Now's your chance. You should take oh that as all encouragement and you should blow that from the rooftops. We've we've posted it. Share it share it, get it out there. And and I sound like a broken record, but it's because it's so simple to press
1: click. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And what if that encourages your pastor to say, man, it's finally time for me to get involved. 50 pastors did it in North Carolina. It's North Carolina we're talking about. There's no reason pastors can't wake up. No reason. So let's get to some of the stats.
0: Did the Civil Rights Act and the Great Society program really do what, they say it did or intended to do no has it let me just ask this has it really brought the black community to a better spot than where they were no no and and so immediately the reason trotted out is well slavery and racism isn't it funny that the programs failed but we'll blame racism so that way we don't have to worry about whether or not the programs failed because if we admit the programs failed, then all of a sudden we have to say, well, then why are we still doing these
1: it's programs? It's like the new Speaker of the House. For the last three, four years through coronavirus, everything is racist. There's like clips of her saying it's racist. Fox News is racist. Yeah. The right is racist. Racism will always be racism. She gets up when she gets nominated as Speaker, uh, the, the, press the Press Secretary. And she, she says, I am a black immigrant gay person, right? Yeah. All three of those because of the advances that have been made in our nation right so i'm here it's like but you just said racism yeah but you just said there's no way we could but you just you know what i mean right they they do this is where it gets you can't keep crying that word and people aren't going to feel it anymore you're right. you're crying wolf at this point that's i think One of the reasons everybody thinks Colin Kaepernick
0: is just a laughing stock at this point, dude. Antonio,
1: go ahead. I'm sorry. He, he, uh, I'm sorry. You
0: know, he he called the NFL a slave market, being poked and prodded and pinched and all of that. Yet now he's he's begging for a position back. He's he's saying, "Look, I'll I'll take a backup spot, man. I'll earn my. I just let me back in." What slave? was raising his hand going, can you bring me back to the slave market? No, I, I know you took my chains off, but I just – I really want to go back there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're slaves, and they're all – most of them millionaires. I mean, there's some who not, aren't for sure, yeah, but most yeah. of them millionaires, right? But yeah, they, Antonio, Antonio Brown came out and said, this dude got all these favors and money from the league, and it was no longer about the issue. It was about position. So he took a Nike deal. He took all these things. Yeah. If it was really about the issue, he wouldn't have taken none of that corporate money. No. He said he became corporate. I was like, good for you, Antonio. Good for you. I mean, I'm glad for real. That. I mean, I'm not saying he's the most, you know, he's got his issues, but it's like. he was he, right. He's right. I, I think you, you can't keep crying this narrative, right? And then be BLM and go buy. Didn't they just <laughs> get busted? Right, narrative to the, right, to but, the but, bank, didn't, but didn't they just like got busted again? They, they were giving yeah. money to family members. They were giving. Yeah. Did you not think this was going to happen? what a what a sham what and a scam you
0: al sharpton jesse jackson these people are making bank off misery al sharpton will never come out and say we won
1: we're good (laughs) that's exactly it he'll never come out and say that. that's
0: exactly it cannot
1: he can't because then it destroys their credibility it destroys everything that they stand on right everything that they're doing it's like uh pharmaceuticals you notice that nothing's ever fixed no nothing's ever cured the the drug cures the thing but causes side effects so you better get another drug That's to exactly cure those side effects well that
0: causes a couple other side effects so get another drug all of a sudden you're on five drugs. so nothing's
1: ever fixed through government no yeah. it's it only just adds it's, problems it's only appeased but then it adds another problem because we're running out of money so it creates inflation yep. you know what I mean ah oh, this yep. is crazy
0: so let's get into these stats because. This is something that maybe you you haven't been able to put words to on how to how to argue this, how to talk about this with family members over Thanksgiving because of course you're going to yeah. be the one to bring it up, right? Please don't. I know <laughs> I know liberals like you need to bring this up at Thanksgiving to get back at your Trump. <laughs> just let family be family. You don't have to get divided. Could you just, just not? Yeah.
1: Have some turkey, right? Don't put in the comments. Have some favorite Thanksgiving food. Have some Turkey. Don't be a jerky.
0: Okay. (laughs) So that was stupid. A lot of this information I got from Thomas soul. So if you have (laughs) questions or debates with the data, bring it up
1: with Thomas soul. That's right. A a black man, by the
0: way, Oh just just to throw that out there. Him and Walter Williams seem very intelligent, very successful, very well established. Yet, not they're liberal. Not part of the liberal machine. <laughs> they're not liberal. Hmm.
1: They may be liberal in the classical sense, yeah, which is a good liberal, but yeah. like, they're they're not progressives. Go figure. Yeah. So, Soul
0: reports New York Times. New York Times writer Nicholas Kristof asserts that there is overwhelming evidence that centuries of racial subjugation will still shape inequity in the 21st century. He mentions the lingering effects of slavery. This is the argument that they all use is that slavery and racism have put the, the black community in the position they are today. So what we have to do is decide, does the evidence show that they were improving? Good point. And they got worse or it's continually gotten worse. That's what's, good. What's going on? Right,
1: right, right. If it's going to continue, shouldn't these programs have worked already? Right. Over shouldn't the last 50 years? So stop for a second. This means that if the Civil Rights Act and
0: welfare programs were effective, they would have increased the progress of the black community, right? Right. Remember this question throughout this whole podcast. Remember this. So Christoph cites a study showing that counties in America that had a higher proportion of slaves in 1860 are still more unequal today. Christoph's other overwhelming evidence of the current effects of past slavery is that blacks do not have as much income as whites. Now, Sol responds: Puerto Ricans do not have as much income as Japanese Americans. <laughs>
1: Charges i love common sense <laughs> he, i
0: love that kind of thinking man he he said mexican americans do not have as much income as cuban americans
1: <laughs> <laughs> i love this kind of thinking dude i do too. That, that kind of like oh that was so right? good he,
0: he continues um guys did you know that despite the passage of civil rights law war on poverty in the 1960s, the fact is the poverty rate among blacks fell from 87 percent in 1940 to 47 percent by 1960. Do you see that drop? Poverty was halved
1: in in less than two decades or two decades. Yeah, there's a there's a guy named Dr. Umar. I think we've talked about him a little bit. He's really on the on the black black bent like the. Uh, Men black are kings. Power? Yeah, yeah. Black power. Men yeah. are, men, you know, black men are kings. Oh, okay. We, Queens are. Yeah, we've we talked. Yeah, we, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it's, but he he had these statistics that he was throwing out. To he was on, I think it was the Breakfast Club. It was a podcast there, um, and he was spitting up facts about before the civil rights legislation, before Lyndon Johnson, the 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 industries that blacks were in didn't require college degrees, but they were well paying jobs. Yes. Uh, skilled trades, welding, yep. plumbing. You were yep. taught the stuff out of high school are uh, the streets were industrious, but then this thing happens. They start closing down those industries in those areas. The government did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's coming from a black dude who standing who is fighting racism, who says the, the whites are terrible and, you know, not, not all whites. I'm not saying he's saying that. And I got to be careful. I'm not trying to say that. What I'm saying is he's saying racism still exists. It's hot and heavy, you know, all these other things. And, and, and how, how government has destroyed the inner cities. They, sh- they weren't even supposed yeah. to be called inner cities. You know, they were they were just thriving cities. He said it was nothing for your dad or your, or your mom or your grandpa to have jobs like this. Yeah. Racism still existed, but they were still thriving and industrious. And so, uh, again, when, when it fell uh, from 1940, 87 percent to 47 percent is because of those industries. Those industries were carrying these people. Yep.
0: And there's there's actually a, and, and I don't know where it went if I took it out of my notes, but there's there's a discussion about construction workers in the south were black you didn't have white construction workers and so they were they were highly used construction workers and they actually started coming north and the, the companies would send them north to get government contracts but they were underbidding the northern companies because the northern companies had unions and that kind of thing and so they passed laws saying that the the government had to pay the union wage no matter whether it was a union union bid or non-union bid, right. Which cut blacks out and took money from their pockets. Yes. So, um, so we, we said 87 in 1940 to 47% by 1960, over the next 20 years, the poverty rate among blacks fell another 18 percentage points compared to the 40, 40 point drop in the previous 20. So the first 20, 40 point drop, the next 20, 18 point drop in the 1960s so this was slower rate of progress it it, but it it didn't finish right that's very important because you had this this awesome progress going and if that that poverty is dropping by half in 20 years that's generational wealth being built exactly but then in the 1960s all of a sudden that
1: progress gets halved. Dude, I mean if you think it about it it slows down. Yes. And if you think about modern thinkers now, people are getting smarter, right? Thank yeah. God. They're, we're starting to kind of pick back up. Guys like Kevin Hart, Kanye West, Shaq, all these guys who are black leaders, kind of black think, you know, I don't want to say thinkers but leaders that are that are successful. A lot of them now, rappers now are coming out saying, "Yo, I can't buy that $100,000 thing if I ain't got 30 million in the bank." That's what that's what my uh, yeah, that's what my reps are telling me. That's what my my bankers are telling me. My, my my accountants. Uh Kanye came out and said, instead of going out and buying foreigns foreign cars, all these other things and diamonds, buy a piece of land. America's for sale. You know, like teaching now, like leave your kids something. Right. Have some wealth in your life. Build well. Yeah, build wealth. Shaq, he's worth four five hundred million dollars, right? Because he bought into how many companies? Yeah, right. And he's teaching, like, dude, these things happen because. I want to build wealth. I want to be I want to be wealthy. Right. That's not wrong. That's not unbiblical to do. And they're actually now saying, but this is what they were have happening. And then all of a sudden there was a decline. Exactly. Uh,
0: Going forward in some of these stats. So most black children were being raised in two parent families in 1960. 30 years after the liberal welfare state, the great majority of black children are being raised by a single parent. It's something like 70 to 75 percent. It's three out of four wow. are being raised by a single parent. Wow. You cannot
1: build wow. generational wealth on a single parent home. You And not because the single parent is bad. No, but there's two things. One, you do need that male figure in a, in a daughter or a Absolutely. son's life. You need someone to teach them how to have that, that protection work ethic, how to, you know what I mean? Someone that a young girl could say, I want my husband to look like that. Right. One, so that they're not falling into bad relationships. The second thing, that second person adding an income helps build wealth. Yep. it helps build stability in the family. You need that. That's not that's biblical.
0: And the argument that slavery and racism tore apart these families, and that's why the black family is so so devastated. Yeah, the facts don't bear it out exactly. Because if you look again, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this again: most black children were being raised in two parent families in 1960. And did you know the divorce rates? Before 1960, the divorce rates were actually lower in the black community than they were in the white community. Wow, but but now everybody's getting divorced, right? But it's it's I want to amend that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there, divorce is more prevalent than it used to be. I was going to say not everybody, <laughs> not I'm, everybody. I'm not thinking about but it. So uh... another stat: the murder rate among blacks in 1960 was one half of what it became 20 years later. And this wow. is after all the liberal law enforcement policies. You saw a breakdown of the family and the community in the 1960s. The stats, I've got more stats and we'll get to them, but the stats bear it out
1: that something happened,
0: that the progress stopped and all of
1: a sudden things started going backwards. I wonder how many of those like crimes and murders are done because of thievery, because of stealing, because when you build that's they'll even claim that. They can yeah. claim that. So so I think, um, and this this is for every race. This is for every person. This is for people. When you create a nation who's emotional and covetous, they'll do anything for it, especially yeah. if they don't have the Lord. Again, yeah. read Second Peter. It talks about they become brute beasts. They just become natural in thinking. That, in, in that context, I was talking about Christians who leave the faith, or not even Christians, but people who know the morality and don't have it. Right. Well, when they're raised in church as kids, all of a sudden, when they get older, they're like, Yeah, screw it. They become covetous. Then they start doing these things. It's just how our society is being raised right now. And soul talked about like the housing
0: projects people always are. Well, it's because they're living in the projects. Did you know the projects were actually, they used to be something that people, people had pride in their projects. They, they had pride in their community mm-hmm. and soul claims public housing projects in the first half of the 20th century were clean, safe places where people slept outside on hot summer nights When they were too poor to afford air conditioning, this was before admission standards for public housing projects were lowered or abandoned in the euphoria of liberal non-judgmental notions. It was before the toxic message of victimhood was spread by liberals. We know what hellholes public housing has become in our times. The same toxic message produced similar social results among lower income people in England, despite an absence of a legacy of slavery there. So he's pointing out in England, it's the same situation with public housing. So you can't say, well, it's purely a racist thing. That's why public right. housing is so bad here in the U.S. Right. Now, what about slavery?
1: Racism caused slavery? Slavery has existed for all time. Yeah, this is like not a new concept. Like, matter of fact, it's existed even before the New Testament. It's, it's a, very a, early. A, very early. <laughs> very early. That's I, just a common thing every civilization has had and nobody is just nobody justifies it we all no. know it's an ill no. nobody's saying that right because even god's children were, were were created as uh not created but they were led into slavery mm-hmm. a lot of the times and god bailed them out right so it's not the issue the issues slavery has always existed it is not america exclusive no and in ancient times you you enslave
0: people near you right so so it this this race thing is very recent and and there's actually a a good reason for that. Not a good reason, but a a valid um, explanation for why racism grew in this whole slavery situation. Ancient times, you enslaved people near you, right? The Europeans actually enslaved the Slavs. Where do you think that name came from? Enslaved the Slavs before they finally started going to Africa. Now, mind you, the Ottoman empire was, was almost, well, I shouldn't say almost all, but a big number of whites as well as Africans. The Ottoman Empire was a massive slave market, very organized. They were brutal, though. They were absolutely brutal to their slaves. Not that we, we weren't brutal, but Somewhere. In, in degrees, yeah. Ottoman Empire was a lot worse. Now, one of the issues is the, the ethos of America was all men are created equal. It's hard to justify your sin unless you find a reason to clear your conscience, so to speak, and exactly. just find the sin. Exactly. So what they said was, oh, well, they're a different race. They're they're not human, basically. You dehumanize. That way you can just— It's the same thing with abortion. It's not a baby. It's a fetus. Dude,
1: Hitler did it with the Jews. He dehumanized yep. them, right? Uh, Stalin did it with his his follower, Pol Pot. It was the princes versus the paupers you know, the, the surf and serfdom, right? Like, uh, the, what is it? How, do, how does that go? Uh, serfdom and feudalism, uh, you, you know, but it's like, it's like the Prince of the pop, oh, basically. Yeah. 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 So like it's, it's you dehumanize people. It becomes the, the launch pad for you to rule them if you dehumanize them. And it's a constant thing. This isn't, again, this isn't anything new. That phrase, all men are created equal. What if we did this? What if we turned it on its head and said, it was Thomas Jefferson's vision along with all the others to speak life into this country. We believe all men are created equal. We don't see it now, but it will be. We can do this, yeah. right? The vision was we can absolve this crap. We can make this a new nation. We could do something that's never been done before, that the start and the inception of this nation could be free from slavery. Now, there was a compromise and something like that, but dude, what other nation did that? What other nation at that time was saying, we need to free all people, make all people equal because God said we're all equal. Name another nation. We had the guts to do it. Now, have we failed? Of course. But we were the ones with the vision, right? How come we're not? You don't see Christians going over and protesting Rome and Italy for saying, you persecuted Christians. For years, you led them to the slaughter. You threw them in Colosseums and destroyed Christians. Why? Because it's not there anymore. Because, yes, dude, there's Christians. there, There are people that hate Christians everywhere. We're not talking about how bad China is to Christians. Or Iran or Iran. We don't talk about it, right? You don't see Christians protesting, right? Not that I'm saying they should or shouldn't. What I'm saying is they're not doing it. Why? Because we're looking to reform society. So instead of, I'm going to make a bold statement. I believe for a lot of people, blacks, Hispanics, whatever, they're using the racism card for a platform. It's to get their name. The moment, you, the moment you cry racism, the mo- it's like Republicans. I'm endorsed by Trump. Bam, puts you right on a pedestal. I'm America first. They're using all the buzzwords, right? Because that's what people understand is the buzzwords. Because in this society today, we don't look into anything anymore. We just like buzzwords. It's called tribalism, right? So racism has become the platform and launching pad for many. They don't even know what it is. Like, how many cops were killed by, by black dudes last year? We don't talk about that. Was that racism invoked? No, it's because, you know, they felt... No, 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 you're missing it. The, the, the cop got murdered. Okay, justify. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is what we're doing is we're taking these buzzwords and we're allowing these things to happen. Slavery was not exclusive to America. Um, That's my whole point. Slavery was not exclusive. It was exclusive in Africa that had slaves, Chile, uh, Brazil, Brazil, right? Europe, the whole Caribbean. Yes. Slavery has been
0: everywhere. And, And this I've said this before. Brazil imported millions. What Was it? You said four and a half million, right? It, it was uh, three point five to four million. The U.S. three hundred thousand. I was like, yeah. Yet, yet it's our original <laughs> sin, and nobody ever mentions nobody.
1: Brazil. Jeez, nobody talks about the, the the indigenous people that were here before, that were enslaving people, that yeah, were hurting their own enslaving own, each that, other, that, that were slaughtering their own, you know, their, their 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 other tribes,
0: and the colonists, and the colonists. We, we nobody talk talks about that.
1: About that. <laughs> nobody.
0: So, the difference between income between Western Europeans and Eastern Europeans is greater than it is between blacks and whites in the US. You can't tell can't. me that slavery and racism are the sole reason that the community is in the condition it is today.
1: Wow. Great point.
0: Now, if slavery were the number one cause. <coughs> You. <laughs> Thank you. I had to sneeze out the crap that I'm getting from. He's getting rid of wickedness, yeah. Lord. Yeah. Hey. Thank you, Lord. So slavery would have put them at the bottom, then, right? Hispanics have a lower per capita than blacks. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, what guys. Are we doing wrong here, Sorry.
1: We just now, weren't,
0: we weren't on the ball. Hispa- Hispanic oh. household and families have higher income than black household and families. Why? Hispanic families are larger and Massey will tell you because I'm going to use the race card on Massey, Hispanic families, they, they, they tend to stick together and the income goes towards the family, right? Mass. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, you, you get a lot of them in a little car and they all go to work and they come back and then they all give their money to the family.
1: Yes. <laughs> we love, we love America. We love this country that's bad but it's true <laughs> i was raised that way uh you know when i was living at home you know uh, your for... money wasn't your own no right? man i started working uh when i was 14 i was doing some like early morning busing you know like Dude. fixing cleaning tables and stuff like that it was allowed back then. It shows you how old i am and uh so we did that and then when i turned 15 i worked at subway 16 i got a full-time job i started working all my money went to my parents we put it all in one pot they paid the bills right that's i was taught family. I was taught how to pay bills. I was taught how to take care. I was taught there was no, none of this free stuff and your money's yours. None of that stuff. And I'm glad guys, I'm not mad about it. My dad taught me so much about how to take care of my family that it it worked for me. So I don't do that to my kids right now, but I know I'm teaching them principles like tithing and all these other things, but I'm glad I did what I did because it it showed me that life's not about me. It's about when I have a family, my, my wife and kids and things like that, they come first. God comes first. So uh, I, I'm, I'm put on this earth to provide and to, to build and to to build wealth for others and to have a business and create something for people. So I'm so glad that I, I, looking back on it, dude, best lessons I were ever taught because all of a sudden I'd get money. I'm like, it's actually not mine. It's actually you know, my parents. My wife friends were all like, dude, that's ridiculous. It's your money. And it's like, no, 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 it's family. It's family. We and take care of each other.
0: And that devotion to family was actually prevalent in the black community absolutely right after slavery so the the fatherless family is not a legacy of slavery right 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 right. it's become much worse for families much removed from the era of slavery than families closer to it so what do i mean by that in the 20s you found that married couple families were much more prevalent among blacks than today Mm. in the 20s now, if we're going to argue about times when racism was rampant and all of that, the 20s are not removed. The 20s weren't a perfect paradise. There was a lot of racism in of that course. time. But black families stuck together. And guess what? Black families were building and creating generational wealth. They were making progress. You look at other um, uh, marginalized, to use your own word, communities, the Jews, the Chinese, the Irish, the, the, the um, Italians, they... They stuck together, they worked hard, and they've built great things. The but, Jews are a perfect example. Yeah,
1: I can't remember if it was a lady at her office or something like that said her grandfather was like a millionaire, and he was a janitor in New York. He was a, And he became a millionaire. There you go. Because he just invested it right, probably had some properties or whatever, yeah. but it was like a janitor became a millionaire yeah it's called being smart investing right and left his family some 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 inheritance and guaranteed he learned some of those lessons from family from yes peers,
0: from mentors or
1: from hardships community. where they came from in italy yeah. or whatever yeah. you know, wherever they came from but sicily they came from that hardship and they said i don't i'm coming to the land of opportunity i better save up and store plus the, going through the depression taught a lot of people things yeah absolutely th- that, that dude we can't just uh, when your outgo exceeds your income, your upkeep will be your downfall every time, right? Ooh, so, like, I like that. Yeah, I've heard that from a, from a, one from, a, from me. <laughs> 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 "Quote Massey." Unquote. Uh, no, but it, I, I I know that when they went through that, it really hurt them. It hurt a lot of families. How many people probably committed suicide? Businesses were gone. Stocks fell. Yeah. I mean, it's time to pinch, or, p- penny pinch. Yeah, you know what I mean. And blacks
0: in the 1930s actually had a lower unemployment rate than whites did. That was in the 1930s. Again, a time of massive racism, much closer to slavery, yet they had lower unemployment rates than the whites did. Their families were more intact than the whites were. They were making progress, and you saw that progress between 1940 and 1960 when they halved the poverty rate. As they were building and establishing themselves into industries, which takes several generations to really start to take over an entire industry, they were doing that. They were making the progress. What makes me so mad about what happened in the Civil Rights Act and the, and the welfare state is you just killed their progress. Because what happens is, all of a sudden, you gave them a reason to not keep being industrious and work hard.
1: Exactly. And
0: not just blacks, everybody.
1: Yeah, but even the welfare state's happening now. Remember, look how many jobs are available now, and people won't work. People won't work. work. Because they're getting the money from the government. Right. (sighs)
0: So the welfare state moved forward, as well as that mindset grew, because there is no stigma attached to being on welfare. That's important, too. Oh. You didn't see that in the Asian communities. Why? Because there was still a stigma attached to taking welfare. You, know, you work for what you get. You go to school. You go to college.
1: Create a business. Something.
0: Create, do something. It's yours. And now Asians outperform whites.
1: That's funny about Mexico, Asia, you know, like parts of Asia, you know, Japan. whatever. A lot of those little side businesses that you see walking up and down the street, they're taught, go make your own money. So they pop up little stands. Yep. Make their, you know what I mean? Yeah, make It's, your money. it's ingrained in them. to Hustle. Like, exactly. Hustle. Go make your money, be yeah. industrious, go be an entrepreneur, that kind of thing. Mexico, same thing. A lot of these houses in the front, they have like little shops. Yeah. People come in there and just buy stuff. That's yeah. how they make money. You know what I mean? You're taught that. And, and you're taught that in
0: lands that it's much harder to, to propel yourself forward through that process. So then they come to America and they have that same mindset of hustle and grind and all that. Yes. America is a land of opportunity. So then they really do grow generational wealth they, they really get themselves out of poverty capitalism has brought more people out of poverty than anything else by far bar none. Uh, let's go to graph one because let's talk about illegitimacy so illegitimacy graph is a, one graph one slide one there we go now notice the graph starts in 1964 notice that what happened in 1964 Civil Rights Act. Hmm. Imagine where those numbers Whoa. would be a hundred years before that. Or, or, sorry, 50 years before that. Heck, even a hundred years. Notice the increase for all of them. Notice what happened in the black community. Isn't that line much different from the Hispanics and the whites? And the Asians mirror the Hispanics and the whites. Asians are probably more line than whites are. Notice that explosion. Today, blacks are over 70%. Hispanics are over 50%. Whites are around 30%. So what happened was the the income, the lack of income in the black community, they were susceptible to the messaging of the welfare. And guess what? The welfare messaging was pointed towards the black community. LBJ proved that. He proved who he was going after,
1: which, you know, it's crazy. It, you got to wonder, well, like, why the blacks were so targeted, because like Margaret Sanger and, you know, all these yeah. guys, like it was that community that was super heavily targeted. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, to, to be stopped or whatever. It's like, gosh, man, what was it, Lord? You know what, what happened there? Because we're not saying it's illegitimate to say that racism existed or exists. Yeah. We're not saying that. But we're saying, look what happens when government gets involved. It gets worse for you. I've I've wondered about that and I kind of wonder if there's like a spiritual
0: aspect to the power of the black community. Because oh, you know, like like the faith of of the solid black church is is they move mountains, dude. Right. They move mountains. So I, I've always kind of wondered if it was one of those things of like Satan has attempted to keep them mired and and held down. Because as a community, as a people, like that power of faith. I mean, the let's be honest: the European Church is, is, is kind of drab <laughs> for the most part. I mean, and, and you look at we have our pockets, right, and everything. Sure, sure. Uh, but but you look at Europe today, the Church there's not a
1: whole Virtua, lot of life. Yeah, virtually non 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 existent in, right. in a lot of ways. Right. Um, yeah, I I will agree, and and if you're really honest with yourself the 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 amazing accomplishments and talents of those like george washington carver and all these guys like you know frederick douglas's dude they they're great minds great thinkers super talented um and 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 yeah i mean every time i've ever set or stepped foot in a church that was predominantly black is dude they you walk out of there going man i like i said yeah like second samuel man by my god i'll run over you know leap over a wall and run through a troop it's like dang you know so let's go with a little more stats.
0: There was a dramatic increase in blacks with college and postgraduate education preceding 1964. So prior to World War I, fewer than 5,000 college degrees had been granted to blacks in the history of the U.S. By 1935, that had increased fivefold. By 1947, black colleges alone granted in one year more degrees than blacks had ever received in all years prior to the First World War. Now look at how education is treated in the black community. And I'm going to be honest because I've, I've, I've heard this personally. Education in the black community is treated as being white. You're trying (laughs) to be white. That's your number one way to cut yourself off at the knees. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Like education was moving forward. They were, they were, they were beginning to perform, right? The rise of blacks out of poverty was greater in two decades preceding 1960 than that of following, and education was major in this, guys. In 1940, non-white males averaged just 5.4 years of schooling, white males 8.7. Over the next two decades, the absolute amount of education increased for both, but the gap between them narrowed. So it did increase and the gap narrowed, which means blacks were progressing at a faster rate than whites were. 1940 the difference in schooling between black and white males 25 to 29 was four years but by 1960 that had shrunk to less than two years come
1: on dude they were getting they there They were
0: getting there this is what drives me nuts that, that the whole welfare civil rights act all that now the civil rights act as far as discrimination and all that let's have that conversation another day this stopped them in their tracks and that's why we're throwing you guys all of these stats is to show you it stopped them in their tracks. They were making progress.
1: Yeah, I think too, because it was like telling government, telling the people you must do this now. Instead of just letting them do it. Now, should we have stopped murder? Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Of course they should have. Of course, there was elements of this that were hugely needed. I, I understand all that. I do. But overall, it has this whole welfare state stopped a lot of communities and now even now the the Latin communities. Falling into it, you know, yeah. for a little bit. They, they, it's like not, not, not for many. You know, there's a lot of, a <laughs> lot, lot of my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Now, my homies.
0: 4-1-0. Rancho.
1: No, I, I'm. Just, I, I did not grow up in the hood. I grew up in sleepy eye, I, North Sleepy Eye. Represented. No, I, I know my family worked as migrants. A lot of those, but the overall welfare system is destroyed. Uh, minority oh, communities. Yeah. In 1970,
0: so you may say. After the Civil Rights Act welfare, you know, what were the stats then? By 1970, the poverty rate among blacks had fallen to 30%. Okay, yep. so it yep. went from what, uh, 47 to 30%. 47 So about that 17, 18%. 17, points. 18. 10 years later, with affirmative action now put in place, poverty rate among black families had fallen to 29%. You, in 10 years, you dropped 1%. What happened, guys? We put all these policies in place. We put affirmative action in place. Even if you attribute this 1% decline to government policy, it doesn't compare to, compare to the dramatic decline in poverty among blacks when the only major change was the rise in their education. That's a big difference. It's true. Man. And education, I want to I quick point this out. So let's go to slide two. This, is, this graph is mathematic performance. Now that's since 1973. You notice that gap? That's reading. This is this is reading. Yeah. So you you had a little bit of a, a condensation. They they were narrowing the gap in 1990, and then it kind of fans back out, right? But you notice the stats that we were given before, of educational performance, years of education, were getting better, and they were narrowing the gap. And now it seems like, eh. Everybody's about the same for the past. Uh, that's thirty years of representation.
1: Yeah, and that's that's two thousand four. Yeah, that was back when uh, the the goals two thousand and all that stuff was starting to come out. The no child left behind stuff. Yep. So like, even if we were to do scales now, st- like um, stats now, what are you basing it on? Yeah. How well they can read, you know, transgender stuff right. <laughs> and understand. I'm serious. No, you're or right. Or actual critical thinking type material, which and, was back then. And, you know and.
0: The education system, just as a side history, was modeled on the Prussian system, which the Prussian system was build soldiers, build a fully submitted citizenry for the power of the state. Yes. Not critical thinking.
1: The government run school system from the inception, government run school system from the inception was demonic because it just they they, they wanted to destroy their faith in the family, uh, faith in their nation, all that stuff. So it's from the beginning, you know.
0: So we should be ending this. Give me five more minutes because the whole jobs thing, uh, blacks couldn't get jobs early on. Therefore, they were poor. In the South, black construction workers were much more common than in the North up into the 20th century. In the South, blacks were the construction workers. Whites were employing blacks because it was profitable to do so. Racism stops where the dollar begins. That's right. That's shown in South Africa, too where the during apartheid the laws were very explicit yet blacks were getting hired more than whites were and blacks were progressing faster than whites were
1: and they were yeah i mean it was not just profitable because they were they were lower wages they produced they, produced they worked
0: hard it, and a dollar finds a way so you can be racist but the dollar will end up mattering more to you than the race will and so a law was passed in the 20s notice government Government got involved. A law was passed in the 20s to stop this as the Depression got underway. Construction companies in the South had used Black non-union labor. They would come up North, underbid the government contracts, and take those contracts away. This was so common, the Davis-Bacon Act was passed. This meant government contracts had to pay the prevailing wage, which translated into the union wage. So all of a sudden, those Southern companies with those majority Black workforce weren't getting the jobs. Black people weren't getting paid. Yeah, but they were getting paid less than the whites. Now they weren't getting the job, so they weren't getting paid, period. Good job. Way to go. You just worked them out of a job. (sighs) And then there's the riots. And I'm going to cover this real quick. People say um, that Detroit, it was racism that hollowed Detroit out. Uh, What you notice is white flight didn't happen until the riots. Ooh. Uh, William Collins and Robert Margot examine the economic impact of the riots on the African-Americans in the cities where they took place. They find that the riots had economically significant negative effects on blacks income and and employment. Further, those effects may have been larger in the long run from 1960 to 1980 than in the short run from 60 to 70 till 1975. The racial gap in average earnings among full time male workers in the U.S. narrowed until 1975. There were periods of sharp convergence, as in the 1940s, alternating with periods of relative stasis, as in the 50s and 60s. After 70, racial convergence and earnings slowed markedly, in part because low-wage black males were no longer engaged in full-time work. Collins and Margo find a relative decline in median black family income of approximately 9% in cities that experienced severe riots relative to those that did not, controlling for several other relevant city characteristics. There's also some evidence of an adverse effect on adult male employment rates, particularly in the 70s. Between 60 and 80, severe riot cities had relative declines in male employment rates of 4 to 7 percentage points. Individual level data for the 70s suggests this decline was especially large for men under the age of 30 while they were leaving their families with children, while they were leaving women with children. So not only did you have a drop in employment, not only did you have the riots, which chased businesses out, but you had the families splitting apart because the welfare system said, we'll take care of you. Don't worry about him. Ooh, there you go. Are we starting to see all of these cumulative effects? Don't just point to racism. There were a lot of factors in play. Racism, I'm sure, played a part. But other examples of other peoples in other areas of the world, they overcame Just as nasty of racism. The Jews. I will continue to go back to the Jews. How many industries, and I'm not trying to overgeneralize or sound racist in this comment. How many industries do they basically control? Oof. Banking. Hollywood. They're they're very prevalent in in diamond and jewelry business. Textile. Like, they're business people. They're great at it. They overcame a lot to do it, too. You know?
1: I think Same. government has done this for years where it's like it uses the one size fits all argument uh, to, 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 to blanket statements, you know, and we, the dangers of blanket statements are terrible because you're assuming that that's what it is. Assumption destroys relationships, people, because you're, you're not even operating in a real world. And this, is what's happening with this word racism that, that now it's just kind of this cliche word. It's becoming kind of part of the lexicon and, and it's no longer even effective in a lot of ways because people are like, Oh, you know, you get people be like, oh, racism again. I mean, come on. It's like, how many really is it racism? Is it racism to do, yeah. you know
0: what I mean? Everything gets blamed on racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So therefore, nothing's racism.
1: Exactly. Therefore, uh, you're, you're going to have to label your problem something else. And it becomes harsher in the end because that term is it's losing its effect. So you mm-hmm. need a stronger word next time. Right. What's going to happen when they start calling people who are racist? Supremacists, because they've been doing it now, lay it little by little by little. Yeah. Then supremacists get turned into uh, 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 att- attempted murderers or, or people who hate. You know, look, it's going to keep coming out all, worse and worse and worse. All of a sudden, they'll be dehumanized. That's exactly it. That but we watch, need to get rid of them. Watch for the dehumanization. And we're, we're prophesying that it won't in Jesus' name, but that's what happens when you do this. So, guys, again, if you it, hopefully you learned something from this podcast, go ahead and uh, give it a share. Uh, do us a favor because people are going to need to learn. Uh, all this stuff and hopefully we're changing some lives out there with these podcasts uh, which we know we are i'm just saying like the issues that we're hitting they're very they're very hard to hit on because but who's gonna talk about it really you know what i mean those are very controversial things to talk about so we want to talk about them because we have answers and so guys again go to theseselfevidenttruth.com uh find out more about what we're doing as a ministry go on our website you guys can see that we got a new website out too and we have a blog spot on the website <laughs> <laughs> we're we're making progress i am not a contributor to that because i don't write i just talk a lot so if you have not subscribed on youtube and other platforms please go do that apple go leave us a review that kind of thing and if you hate it it's okay we love you so guys again uh tune in next time because we got a lot of times coming up monday wednesday friday saturday we are here for you god bless you guys we will see you next time love you guys
0: all right